We will be in Matthew chapter 22. Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 through 40. Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 through 40. This is probably my favorite passage. Of course, I probably say that every couple of months about a passage. Uh, but this is, in my opinion, one of the most significant passages for Christians to know. Uh, there's likely nothing that I'm going to say this morning that you guys have not heard uh, in the past and, and, and when I've preached on this passage. And it hasn't even been that long ago, only a few months since I last really preached this passage. Uh, but I could not leave this off the list. Even though uh, it was recently preached, it is, it is a passage that I think it is crucial. Uh, these passages that, that, that we've looked at over the last few weeks, I think, are good for Christians. Now, there might be different lists that I would come up with or you would come up with for maybe those who are seeking God, or, or, or there are lots of different lists of passages that we may use, but, uh, but for Christians, there are certain passages that I think are significant for us and important for us to remember in our walk with Christ. Uh, in Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 through 40, <laughs> is one of those passages that I think are crucial for us not to forget. Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 through 40. He said to him, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and most important command. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets depend on these two commands. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you and we thank you for these good words. And I pray, God, that you would hide me behind the cross, that I would be faithful to preach and teach these, way, these words in a way that will bring glory to you. God, I pray that your Holy Spirit will be with us this morning. God, I pray that you would open our eyes and open our ears so that we can see your word and hear your word in our heart dear lord that our hearts would be changed for the good that our hearts would seek you god i pray that you would help us to be free of distractions this morning that we wouldn't have anything that would draw our mind from you or draw our attention from you god maybe we've come here this morning with worries on our mind and things about the world and fleshly desires but God, for these few minutes, I pray that you just would take hold of our mind, take hold of our hearts. And God, I pray that everything that is said here today is for your glory. And everything here points us to Jesus Christ. And everything we read and see in your word, dear Lord, today would point us to love you and to love others. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus preached a lot, I would imagine, in the three, three and a half years that he ministered in this world. And, and many people came to hear Jesus preach, and some of them probably didn't pay any attention to it. It was in one ear and out the other. We probably are all guilty of that. We've probably all heard some sermons, and we don't really pay attention to what they say. On the other hand, some people heard exactly what Jesus said. They just chose not to believe it. 
But some people heard what Jesus said and they were really seeking and wanting to learn and wanting to know what Jesus said and what Jesus meant. And, and we want to be those type of people that when we come into God's house or when we just open God's Word to read it personally, that, that we are seeking to hear what God says and, and not missing it. Now, many of the people who came to listen to Jesus were very religious folks, and I, I say that in a negative sense. They were very religious in their own eyes. They were very religious in that they went to church and that they said long prayers and they did good deeds for others to see and they put big money in the plate and they dressed just right and they did all the things that, that looked good. And those were the Pharisees that we often see mentioned in Scripture and they were very religious but they didn't really want to follow what, what God's Word said. They, boy, they, they, would, they would act like that they really paid attention to the law and to the prophets, but they didn't pay any attention to the law and the prophets. The ancestors of these Pharisees that came before them killed the prophets that came before and didn't listen to their message, and, and they were no different. Many of the folks that Jesus uh, saw and, 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 and had dealings with in his ministry were no different than the Jews that came before. God had spoken to them in every way he possibly could, and they refused to listen. They thought they knew they, the law, and they thought they knew the prophets, but they didn't know the law and the prophets. They didn't know the word of God. And Jesus wanted to help and make sure they knew the word of God. And so Jesus, being perfect that he, as he was, sums up really all the law and the prophets and these couple of statements that we see here this morning. A guy had come to Jesus and asked him what was the greatest commandment what was the most important commandment? Now, I don't know what he expected Jesus to say. Perhaps he expected Jesus to say one of the Ten Commandments or one of the other commands that God had given the people in the Old Testament. But Jesus didn't list one specific command. What Jesus did instead was he summed up in a couple of statements here what God desired from his people. He summed up in a couple of statements what the law and the prophets were all about. What it means to be a child of God. What it means to be obedient to God. What does it mean to live for God? Well, Jesus doesn't go through and doesn't list any commands specifically here. At least not in terms of the Ten Commandments or other commands. But he, he sums up everything that God desired in the law and the prophets to this man. And he responds to him in verse 37, just Jesus speaking. He said to him, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Now, in some sense, this was a, this was a revelation of sorts of, of what God desired. But in another sense, it really wasn't. Because this was already clear even in the Old Testament, it was clear that this is what God desired. We see that in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5, where it says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. So this idea that Jesus is, is stating here is not a new idea. This had been clearly spoken to God's people from the beginning. But they missed it. They got too caught up in trying to fulfill all these other laws and live by the letter of the law. They got too caught up in trying to be 
so holy in themselves that they weren't doing the most important thing that God told them to do. They weren't starting with God. They were starting with themselves. They weren't listening to God. They didn't care what God said. They wanted to be righteous because of their own works, which is impossible. They got so caught up with the letter of the law that they missed everything that God wanted them to get. It was already clear from Deuteronomy that God wanted His people to love Him and to seek Him and to be obedient to Him. But His people did not do that. Now, sure, there were some that were faithful to God, praise the Lord. But there were many, as we read through the Old Testament, that were as unfaithful as they could be. They did everything they could except for what God said. They would seek the things of the world. They would seek possession. They would seek the foreign nations. They would seek to be like the other people. They would seek the, 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 the wives and the husbands of the foreign people. It would lead them to seek the false gods of the foreign people. They would do horrible, sinful, detestable acts. They did everything but what God told them to do. Now, in the middle of that, they may mix in some of God's commands. They may follow some here and there. But they wasn't doing what was the most important thing. They did not love the Lord their God with all their heart, mind, soul, and strength. Until, of course, they got in hard times. They didn't remember God when they needed to, but, oh, they remembered Him when things got tough. Those false God and that sinfulness, that was good stuff until times got hard. And then all of a sudden they come running back to God. Man, God is some kind of patient. You know what? And also, by the way, we're not any better than them. We may, do, we may think that, right? We, we think about these Israel. They, man, they were so horrible. They'd seek all this worldly stuff, and they would do all this evil stuff, and then they'd come crying back to God when time gets hard. Sounds a lot like you and I, doesn't it? We're guilty of the same thing. What God really desired for his people, and still does, by the way, is that we seek Him first. And when we seek Him first, everything else will fall into place. When we seek God in all we do, we will seek to do what is good. When we seek God in all we do, we will listen to Him and we will stay away from what is bad. And guess what? Things work out pretty good when we stick with the goodness of God and stay away from the evil of this world. But God's people didn't do that. Perhaps there are times we don't do that. So this guy asked Jesus, well, what's the most important thing? What do I need to do, Jesus? And Jesus says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and most important command, or some of your translations may say, this is the first command. This is the most important there is no other command that is more important than this. After all, this is how the Ten Commandments start off. What does God want? He wants His people to trust in Him. That's what God wants for you and I today too, by the way. He wants us to trust in Him. Because what happens when we stop trusting in Him? Well, things get bad. God knows that. There's only... One being that has always got your best interest in mind, and that is the Lord. The Lord 
always wants what's best for you. He knows what's best for you. And as long as we stay by Him, as long as we trust in Him, then we are taken care of. We are okay. But it's when we stray from Him that we put ourselves in danger, in the danger of sin that has all kinds of effects in our life. God doesn't want us to have to go through those effects. God wants us to stay free of the dangers of sin and the consequences that it has. So he says, follow me, love me, trust me, seek me, be obedient to me, love me with all your heart. This is the most important thing, Jesus says. And then he adds a bonus on here. The guy says, what's the most important command? Jesus said, love God. But then he, he adds a bonus onto this in verse 36. Excuse me, verse 39. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Now in these two statements, Jesus has summed up for us and he has told us how God wants us to live. He wants us to love God and he wants us to love people. In everything that's ever been written from the commands of God in God's scripture hinges on these two things. Every command that God gave to his people is summed up in these two statements. To love God and to love people. Because what would our lives look like if we lived by just those two statements? We wouldn't have to know any of the other commands. If we did what these two commands of Jesus tell us to do, then everything would be great. Because if we love God and are obedient to Him, we are not going to sin. We are not going to seek things that harm us. But we are going to trust Him. It's going to keep us out of a lot of trouble. It's going to bring a lot of peace. Because in God is peace. Apart from God is chaos. God doesn't want us to live in that chaos. He wants us to live in His presence. He wants us to live in His peace. And so when we love God, boy, there's a sense of joy and peace in our heart. There's no fear in our heart because our faith is where it needs to be. And the same is true for the second command. What if we really loved people? What would our world be like? What would our world be like if everybody loved everybody else? Think about that for a second. If everybody in the world loved everybody else, you know what would happen? You wouldn't have to have any police officers. You wouldn't have to have anything. You wouldn't have to have any government. You wouldn't have to have nothing. That's how powerful this command is. Because if we love other people, what's going to happen? We're going to do right by them. We're always going to do right by them. We're not going to steal from them. We're not going to lie to them. We're not going to cheat on them. 
We're not going to murder them. We're not going to gossip about them. We're not going to harm them in any way whatsoever. And so when Jesus says the most important command is love God and the second is love people, man, if we really lived by that, think about how good the world would be. Of course, that's not a real possibility, though, is it? Because sadly, not everybody is going to put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Not everybody is going to read God's word and seek God's word and desire to live by God's word. But for those of us who are in Christ, for those of us who have put our faith in Jesus Christ, these are the words we must live by. These are the instructions for our life. We cannot expect those who do not know God's word to live by it. But we who are God's children who do know God's word are expected to live by it. So we have to answer the question today. Jesus says what's most important to love God and to love people. Well, do you love God? And do you love people? If you love God, how does, how does that show in your life? Because love is not just a word, it is an action. It must be lived out. If we love God, then we are obedient to God. If we love God, then we seek God. If we love God, we are in His Word. If we love God, we pray to Him. If we love God, we listen to Him. If we love God, we do works for Him. What kind of works does He call us to do? Well, no surprise here, but the kind of works that He calls us to do are works that involve other people. So if we do the first command and we love God, then naturally it will lead us to the second command that Jesus says. If we love God and we serve him, what does God tell us to do? He tells us to go out into the world. He tells us to love other people. He tells us to help those who are poor and needy, the widows and the orphan, to help those who are sick and the imprisoned. This is what God calls us to. He says, if you love me, then love other people which is exactly what Jesus says here. What's the most important thing we can do? We can love God. When we start with loving God, we will not be able to help but to love other people. So the first question you have to answer is, do I love God? Do your actions show it? Now, I'm not talking about you just do stuff just to do it. Oh, yeah, my actions show it because I came to church today. No, that's not what I'm talking about. As we talked about a few weeks ago that God looks past our actions. He looks past our fancy building and he looks past our nice clothes and he looks past our big bank accounts and he looks past the amount of times that we've come to church. He looks past those things and he looks right smack dab in the middle of our heart. Do you love God in your heart? If we love God in our heart, then, then our actions will not just be those outward actions, but in our heart we will show love by God. We'll show our love to God in some ways by showing our love to others. And that's the second question that we must answer is do you love others? Now that's a little harder. 
it's probably not very difficult for everybody in this room today to say, oh yeah, I love God. No problem. But what about people? Do you love people? To quote from Seinfeld, he said on an episode, people are the worst. We probably can relate to that. There are probably days, if we're honest, that we feel that way. People do all kind of stuff. They do rotten stuff to us. They lie about us. They steal from us. They talk about us behind our back. Don't care nothing about us. Might be their friend as long as it helps them. As soon as it don't help them, they might not be our friend anymore. And so when we look around and we see people that we encounter, well, that's kind of hard, right? When we talk about loving people, it's not always easy. But even if it's not easy, that's what God calls us to do. If we want to live up to the two most important commands that Jesus said, then we must love God and we must love people. Even those people who have wronged us. And you may say, well, that's hard to do. Well, you're right, that is hard to do. But I, I would not imagine that it's probably any harder for us than it was for Jesus. You may say, well, it wasn't hard for Jesus. Well, I don't know. I think it probably was. I would imagine that being beaten and a crown of thorn pushed onto your head, being nailed to a cross, and being mocked and beaten and spit on, by the very people that you came to save. I'd venture to say that that's not very easy, even for Jesus Christ. But yet he did it. Because love is pretty powerful. Love can overlook a multitude of sins. And that's what God calls us to, is to love. To love people. How are we to love people? We are to love people like Jesus loved people. How are we to love people? We have to be willing to do good to those who do us evil. We have to be willing to forgive those who do evil things to us. It's amazing how simple that Jesus presents God's commands here in this passage. It's amazing how simple it is to hear, but how hard it is to live out. Because it's easy for us to say, oh yes, I'm going to love God and I'm going to love people. It's easy for us to say that, especially in here. But the truth of the matter is, is it's not that easy to live out. Because the things of the world are very tempting. And oftentimes we begin to love the world more than we love God. Oftentimes we begin to love our religion more than we love the righteousness of God. Oftentimes we say we love people, but when it comes down to it, we are quick to hold a grudge. We are quick to hate people. We are quick to remain angry at people. Perhaps we are the one who is stealing from somebody that we love or cheating on someone that we love. 
are using someone that we love for our own benefit. And so we must look at Jesus' words here as simple as they are and say, yes, we get it. We get it, Jesus. We get that this is how we are supposed to live. Hopefully we do. This is what Jesus says is the most important thing for us, to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, with all our strength, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. We know that message is true, hopefully. We know that message is right, but what we need as Christians is to be able to live that message. It's to be able to say, God, I want to do that. God, I want to be a man and a woman who loves you. God, I want to be a man or a woman who loves those I encounter. If we want to do what is pleasing to God, if we want to do what God has always desired of his people, these are the things that we must do. And when we love God and when we love others, everything else will fall into place. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you today. We thank you for these good words. and God, I pray that we would live by them. And it's tough, dear Lord. What a beautiful, simple message you give us. And I pray that we would hear that message. And God, I pray that you'd help us to live by it. God, that we would love you. That we would seek you in all that we do. God, I pray that you would help us to love those we encounter. And God, we encounter all kind of people in this world. Some that are good to us and some that are as rotten as can be. But God, help us to love them all. God, help us to have forgiveness and help us to have grace and show mercy. Help us to have patience and compassion and gentleness and kindness in a world that needs to see it, dear Lord. It's so easy to come back to those who come against us with a harsh word. God, let us come back with a gentle answer, with a gentle response. God, so that they can see our love, and more importantly, that they can see your love. Dear Lord, your word tells us that Jesus told his disciples that he gave them a, a new command to love, love one another. God, your word says that that's how the world will know we are your disciples, by our love. So God, I pray that today, that if there is anyone in here that does not love you, God, that they would love you, that they would put their faith in Jesus Christ. God, I pray that if there is one in this room that does not love people, does not love their neighbor, that you would help them to overcome those grudges, forgive folks who have done them wrong, even if they don't deserve it, dear Lord, because God, we don't deserve it, but you forgive us. God, maybe there are some in this room and maybe some of us are the unlovable people. Maybe we are lying and cheating and stealing and hurting those around us. God, maybe we are the one that's hard to forgive. So God, help us to check ourselves and make sure that if we are living in that way, God, that we just come to you and repent, God, that we return to you that you'd restore broken relationships with those around us. God, I pray for our world as bad a shape as it's in. God, love can do amazing things. God, love can change people, can change communities, can change countries, can change our world, dear Lord. That's the only thing that can change our world. 
God, let us love like you love. God, let us take your love out of this building, the love that we experience through Christ. Let us take it into the world so that when we are out and about, God, the people will see us. And more importantly, they'll see you. And that by the love that we exhibit from you, God, that they would come to you, that they would want that love, that they would seek that love, and that they would find that love. And God, if there is one in here today that has never found your love, I pray today that they'd do it. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.